where the magic happens. I'm Angela. I'm a psychic and empath, uh, master manifester, master of loving, and I'm writing an ancient Sumerian according to Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, controversial panelist. Oh, yes. Large uh, witch events. Thanks for bringing it up. I don't want to toot Um, my own horn. I'm um, just kidding. I would. (laughs) Yeah, let me make sure I can hear myself um, here. Okay. Like, I feel like... What have you done? My microphone was not on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I turned the volume all the way up because I can't hear. <laughs> and then I, then I turned the microphone on and then I was like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> hi, my name is Ryan Singer. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, oh, what? Oh, I'm so I'm a stand up comedian, a paranormal investigator, an experiencer of the supernatural and an empath. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess um, a collector of. Shiny rocks. Oh yes. Me, oh shit, my phone's on. Um, me oh, too. My, you know, we so really just jumped right into this. We really just jumped right in. But here's we, the we thing, need to, like, and it's also like a little earlier than we usually record. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's still AM, <laughs> and we don't ever. I'm often. I'm not proud of this. I'm often not out of my bed before AM. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm a moon child. I was yes! born at 157 in the I morning. Was not. And there was a, uh, you know, there was a time in my life where I had to wake up super early. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I started doing stand-up comedy, you know, over 15 years ago. And that is a creature of the night lifestyle. And next thing you know, it's like morning's overrated. Yeah. Yep. And you have a fire moon and fire moon feels like they're missing out. If they miss like I feel the same way. I have fire moon. Um, it's like, what am I missing if I don't, if I go to bed, what do I miss? Even as a child, I tried to stay up as late as I could to watch SNL with my mom and it never, I couldn't stay up that late. I used to stay up and watch Arsenio Hall and oh, all that yeah. stuff. And the, um, because the adults were always up late at night, like drinking and gambling. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. And so I was like, and you know, and then people were on the television making jokes that adults mm-hmm. understood that I wasn't quite able to pick up, but I was like, I'll, one day I'll get it. I get, I slip into another world at night. I swear to God I do. And I've only recently started to pay attention to this stuff um, where I end up totally on the meridian um, seeing, I, I, that's really the only time I ever see my fairies is at night, I'd say. And they're like a corner of my eye stuff. I'm really trying to see them because people keep talking to me about how they have conversations with theirs and they can see them. And I'm like, I got to get there. I got to get there. Even Sarah, when she was over here and we were talking about her fairies, and she brought it up at a thing recently, too, where she was like, yeah, and I was having conversations with fairies, blah, 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 as a child. And I was like, how do I see them? I got to see them better than this. But late at night is when everything comes alive for me. Well, I think that's one of the big maybe misconceptions I had about visualizations and uh, I guess even hypnosis to some degree, even though mm-hmm. I, I don't really know yet because I haven't gone down that hole because uh, I'm going to be teaching myself self self-hypnosis when i have the time Uh um but i always just imagine it's supposed to look like a movie in my head where i like i can so clearly distinctly see everything when i'm when i'm having these visualizations and it's not that's me overreaching for just wanting it to be too easy almost but and then like we've discussed some of the visualizations i've had and like meditations and Mm -hmm. things like that and i did a i had a pretty good new moon meditation last week last week when the episode came out it was the new moon Oh yeah. Uh, last Wednesday was the new moon. So there was um I had like a pretty good release meditation. Nice. Um I had a the cool but usually it was like, that's a full moon type of Yeah, thing. I I had to like I had to make a list of things that I needed to get the hell out. 
right? Oh, you should do so, that again and burn it with the because the full moon is banishing. Okay, so, yeah, and but so, still good. Yeah, and so it's like I wanted to like I wanted to like release to like, and I started using water. Mm-hmm. Good, for, and you know, so basically what I did was I had a list of things, mm-hmm. cut that list up into strips. Yeah. Um. After I meditated with a cup of water. And then focused on like this water is no longer water. It is now dissolving everything that I don't need. Right? So this is this will dissolve things. Mm-hmm. And so then I took those those strips of paper when I was done with the meditation and put the strips of paper into the water. They dissolved to a certain degree and then mm-hmm. I flushed them. Will you please remind me, this isn't appropriate for the podcast, but remind me afterwards to tell you about, uh, I'm pretty sure I connected to you when you were on tour. I was hanging out with Renee and we were talking about you and a thing, a really strange thing that's never happened to me happened. And it, but it's something very personal so we can't talk about it. Sorry, oh, okay. everybody. I was like, what could be so, <laughs> no, what could no, not be appropriate no, for the podcast? Yeah, I, I think I think you don't want me to talk about this on the podcast. I'm just going with my instincts on this. But, I bet you're right. Yeah, probably right. I, I think I know what you're talking about already. Yeah, okay, good. But um, so anyway, like on this particular meditation that something happened I've never had before where like I, I felt like I had um, cabinet doors uh-huh. on my chest <gasps> that just kind of like blasted open holy like, shit and like things like it's almost like a, a strong wind was like like, fl- like flying out of my body um, I just recently the other night when I was on the Meridian up very late it was like after 3am and I was making myself go to bed like we gotta go to bed at a decent hour tonight 3.15 I'm gonna get in bed and try to sleep um, I did get up at uh, 8 today though I'm very proud and grown up now um, but so I, I'm lying in bed and Rue comes and gets on my chest and I was full on I just talked to uh, some Faye that I saw on my toilet when I was getting ready for bed and I was like this is great you're here and um, I get in bed Rue gets on my chest and I'm petting her and this was this was because you know she's gone now to do my bidding at night Renee saw her come to her when Renee needed her and I'm still trying to figure out what Rue is because I'm starting to think I need to I need to do some serious past life regression because I have some strong Egyptian ties I just started doing more um, since we saw Sarah doing more of my ancestry stuff but so much fucking Egypt keeps coming up which is great that would be amazing but Rue's face completely vanished and inside of her skull was a window and it looked like black obsidian like just a clear black um, round perfectly round hole and a crow was in this world looking back at me and I'm just lying there with her on my chest and I'm like what the fuck and she just held perfectly still like playing a movie through her face at me then I saw all these black animals moving and they were animals that don't exist in our world. And they were just moving around and she was like, she was showing me a place that like is maybe inside of me too is how it felt. But then out of the corner of my eye, I see a giant red dragon in, in the corner of my room. And I look over and everything's dark and there's a red dragon curled up kind of like a cat in the corner of my room, just perched there. Like in the ceiling or like, like in on the, the floor? Like up high. Up high. Uh, yeah, but like part of it was uh, up at the ceiling, but it was so big it was still like very close to my bed, kind of curled, like sort of like S-like, but very comfortable. Um Gravity was obviously not part of its uh, uh, stuff. And it, it was just looking at me like, yeah, we're all here. And I just started petting Rue and thanking her because she conjured that dragon. Like she brought that dragon to be there too. And I know people have um, opinions about red dragons. I'm honestly not really 
scared. I've just gotten to a point where like, I'm not afraid of Ouija boards. I'm not afraid of the devil. All this stuff is not what we've been told. I'm not worshiping the devil. I'm not worshiping anybody um, at the moment. I did call on Hakate yesterday for that great big thing that finally came through for me. Um, and um, and that, and I finally ordered my Hikate statue off of Etsy. This one I've been eyeing for months because I have that gorgeous um, altar now. Yeah. But I so she has a special place. I've made a home for Hikate. Once she's in there, my house can never be a mess again. Is how I feel. She's she also um, she hasn't shown herself to me in a while. But then like all those black animals, the, she is the goddess of black animals and dogs. Um, so I was like, well, maybe this is part of that. But. Um, I also saw this week recently, I was doing um, psychic work and this was fucking crazy. This was one of the most beautiful, because I see everybody's power animals over the phone. I shouldn't say everybody's, but I see most people's power animals when I read them uh, remotely. And Sarah does this thing, and she was teaching this workshop where you actually touch and then you find the person's power animal and bring them back. And I did this with our buddy, Miranda, and um, I, I see Miranda's power animal, and this is the animal because um, Tomcat is my power animal for my heart. He guards my heart, um, but I, this is the power animal that's supposed to uh, teach you to trust yourself. So I go, I go looking for Miranda's. This was the, my entry point before. I don't think I talked about this when I've journeyed before with my power animal. Um, it has to be a place you've been that you've physically been to before or else you can end up like getting lost in a different world kind of <laughs> like that's no good. So this is specifically to you as opposed yes. to the person. Yeah. So so when I journey for someone's power animal, I have to go to a place and, and it just it came to me. The place showed itself to me and it's a place that really scared and unnerved me. It was it's in the Bahamas. Um, it's a black hole of water and icy water. And um, I went there with my brother and a bunch of our friends and um, it was really fucking creepy. I, they didn't feel it, but I did not, I did not like it. And they say it's bottomless. They say this black hole is bottomless and it's just this perfect circle, black water, icy cold. Um, I felt like something really bad was gonna happen the whole time we were there. There was a moment where my nephew swung out on a rope and he almost hit his head on a rock so close. And I was like, that's it. I'm shutting it down. Don't you are not allowed to swing on that rope. Like, and he did it right, but it was just so close to the rock. I was, I was not able to relax. It just felt like a really bad place. And then when I journeyed for the first time, it was the place that came to me. And it was like, here's your hole, go down here to find power animals. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. and then it, well, Rue appeared, but I was forced down and all these dragons appeared in my black hole. And Sarah's very like she doesn't want she doesn't want you to deal with fish or reptiles. And she does get weird about dragons. Like when I told her I was I had manifested a dragon, I was seeing dragons, she always asks about their teeth. Well, I didn't see any teeth. Even with the red one that was curled up over my bed, I saw no teeth. Um, which she said means, you know, better things. But um I go down this black hole and Rue appears first this dragon that looked okay this, i think it started with i can't remember the first thing i saw i'm pretty sure it was a dragon that looked like rue had rue's eyes and rue does have a very, people used to always say this to me when they'd meet her she looks like that dragon from how to train your dragon but as a cat she's got the big eyes and the weird little face 
And um, she started turning into dragons. And then all these dragons were swimming around me. And they were all different kinds. They were like, they, they looked like a dragon from Lord of the Rings and an anime dragon and a cartoon dragon. But it was so many different dragons. And then um, I said to Rue, what are you? And she didn't tell me. And um, that I actually called on Hakate to this was this was a couple weeks ago to reveal what Rue is, and then Rue was I saw her as a kitten, which was when how she came to me. She started to transform into every animal, all of them black, and and Hakate showed me that, and I was like, holy fuck, what is my cat? But then this time. So I thought that was my place because Sarah tells you to stick with the same place. This time when I journeyed, they were showing me this castle with water and I was like, what is this? And then I, I and it, it started, I didn't have to move it. They started moving me. Like it felt like they were moving the castle around me, forcing me into the chambers and stuff. And I realized this is the Knights of Tomar that I visited in Portugal. And recently, because I'm going down the rabbit hole on my ancestry, um, my family on my dad's side, uh, which is Lovell, which is like the Romani name, um, very Iberian. And that those people could have ended up in Portugal. Like it's kind of, they're not totally sure. Um, so I'm, I was like, wow, this might be my ancestral thing. Like this, this nobody, the other side of my family who I went with, they don't have any... Um, potential Portuguese ancestry, which is crazy. I'm the only one. And then this castle keeps showing itself to me. And it's the castle where I saw the weird mask and the closet that I had seen the first time I journeyed with Sarah, like all these things. So I'm in this castle and there's water. And uh, all of a sudden this like, I, I'm like, is it a squid? Is it an octopus? I keep seeing her from below. And um, it, it turned out to be an octopus. This was This was Miranda's animal. And she never came down. She only went up. And I could just see under from under her, it was like this black shadow with all these tentacles. She showed me a giant golden harpoon. And, she, and it was like someone tried to fire this at me, LOL. And she made it into a ring. And she wears this giant golden harpoon. The octopus does. Yeah. Yeah. She was such a badass. And then... She showed me how she gets up on land and walks around whenever she wants. She's not limited, which is kind of very Hakate, honestly, because Hakate is above and below. And um, she gets up on land. She shows me this throne. She gets up on it. She doesn't sit in the throne. She climbs all the way up and perches on the back, on the top of it, because the throne isn't high enough. She has to sit on the very top because she's this fucking like queen god octopus. And then she showed me, and I think she was purple. It was it was dark, but I think she had a, which is a royal color. Um, she kept ascending and I was below her. And um, there were fish, which Sarah tells us don't talk to fish. And there was a goldfish, and then there was this really fucking ugly thing, like one of those mugfish or something. What are they called? You know what I'm talking about? They eat them in Missouri. I, I don't they know. They eat all the shit like, on the bottom of the ocean. I just, we just, where I grew up, we just say, that's an ugly ass fish. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to fuck that fish? No other fish going to fuck that fish. <laughs> so that fish appeared, and this beautiful fish, and I was like, ugh. Um, she also, so well, all, the other crazy thing is this castle has a nautical theme, a really gorgeous nautical theme. I should post the photos after this airs. Um, but there are tentacles in some of the artwork, which was crazy. Um, but then I come up, I, um, you, you, you like bring the spirit animal back with you and you blow it into the person's heart. And then they sit up and you like 
put it into their skull and it, you give it to them. You have to ask permission of the animal. So I do this to Miranda. Miranda does me. Okay, now I just saw a queen giant octopus who takes weapons and turns them into bling. And Miranda comes back and she whispers into my ear, your power animal is a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, she goes, it was catching fish with its bare hands. And I was like, mm, yeah, that feels about right. <laughs> like, because like, it's to trust myself and I'm very resourceful. Raccoons never starve to death. You know, coyotes starve to death. Like you, you always see a fat fucking raccoon. Well, raccoons have the hands. Yes. And they're smart and they're wily. And personally. And those tiny, tiny hands. Those tiny hands. Those creepy. creep me out. Yeah. It's like those tiny oh, hands. God, I love raccoons. Because the raccoons can hold baby bottles like yep. a friend of mine as a kid uh in our neighborhood there was and a she baby traded it in for a raccoon smart well there was a raccoon <laughs> that was found a baby raccoon was found um I, some construction or something was happened oh. so like a baby raccoon was like orphaned and so we like he was taking care of it with his mom and so like it was our little friend for a while oh my god ryan you had access to a baby raccoon yes that they were like nurturing until it could get a little bit, it could get healthy, but you can't keep it too long. Yeah. Because then it'll yep. it'll yeah. be spoiled. Good it'll turn them. into a human being mm -hmm. who gets spoiled Good. by the luxury yeah. of life and no longer safer than a chimp, but still, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I, I just envision in my head right now like some like like ultra conservative people. They see that's the problem with the welfare state. <laughs> Um, it's a self-perpetuating cycle. It's not helping They're these all people. It's enslaving them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, no. So it's you have to make sure. So we only had it for a little while, but it was so cool. Oh my god! Did cute. I tell you the story about the raccoon in Utah? This was the, like there are not a lot of shining moments for me that happened in Utah, but I went to a yard sale right by my house, and I was looking at these like dumb paintings, and these hipsters were having a picnic on a blanket in front of their mansion that they all lived in, which was pretty cool. And I just I love that sentence: hipsters were having a picnic on a blanket. It's <laughs> they very, sure very, were, like, as they do. Very musical. Yeah. <laughs> well, I felt something touch my ankle. And I looked down. Oh, I thought you meant just now. I was like, What's no, happening? no. <laughs> Is there a raccoon in here? <laughs> I wish there was a raccoon in here. We could, we could really like branch out with the podcast if we had access to that. Okay, so I'm, I'm well, interrupting you. So, what, what's, so what's so going this, on here? This little hand touches my ankle, just like very gently, like pats me. I look down. It's a baby raccoon, and I'm just I I'm stunned. Like I stop, and I'm just looking at her. And the hipster shot from their blanket. She wants you to pet her. And I was like, what? Because you know you you know what you want. Like you have a bucket list, but you think you have to go find those things. You have to pursue your bucket list. And when your bucket list comes to you, it is a real moment of reckoning. And I reach down and I start petting this Such raccoon. Such a strong word for <laughs> this cute little moment. Well, because it's like, I don't want to touch, you know, you can't touch baby birds. Can I touch a raccoon yeah. in technically the wild? I mean, it was a city kind of, but I, I don't really honestly consider Salt Lake so a So this city. moment of reckoning Re is Moment happening. of reckoning. I start petting her and um, she puts her little hands together like, like, um, like clasps her hands while I pet her like, like a moment of prayer or just appreciation, like gratitude. I couldn't handle it. Then she ran off to the blanket where they were feeding her watermelon and cantaloupe. And I, I was like, my heart was exploding. I couldn't, I really like needed to get inside and sit down is how I felt. I was so overwhelmed by it. And I don't know if you guys are following our Instagram, but uh, there's a, a skunk I am going to pet, it, an urban skunk. 
and and Matt, the one night when Matt drove me home when we were recording here, um, he and I saw it for the first time and she was a baby then and now she's slightly bigger. She lives in the construction by my building and I think she eats bugs. I keep trying to feed her cat food, um, but she's like totally cool with the black cats everybody feeds. I'm sure your bag. neighbors love that you're keeping a skunk around the building. Oh, everybody's keeping her, but every night I smell her spray come through the window and I'm like, oh, she got somebody, but it's nice because then I know she's okay. She's probably spraying dogs or something like, but it's so funny because everybody's terrified of her and I'll come outside and strangers will be like don't go down the alley the skunk's out and i'm like you pussies that skunk and i are hanging right now i'm gonna go down the alley and i i hope when this happens that the skunk <laughs> feels the same way uh, she does the, did you see how close i got did you see the video i posted mm-hmm. there's a fay in it too and i'm like yeah that's when fay comes out they're like do that crazy thing do that crazy thing like that's what they want they're reminds, only hanging with the people who are doing the crazy fun thing it reminds like me of a skunks. movie called under the silver lake it's not like Silver Lake. It's under I have the wanted silver to see this movie forever. Lake. It's so good. It's the only film because I love it follows and it's the same filmmaker and it's um Elvis's granddaughter is the lead in both of those. Oh, That's I Elvis's granddaughter. She's phenomenal. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't the remember her name. Gal? Yep. It is one of the only movies I think I've ever put on my calendar when I read about it because I love the work of I love her and I love that filmmaker. I put it on my calendar and then they moved the release date and then I lost track of it. It's on. It's for free on Amazon Prime. I'm watching it. Now, I will say this. Andrew Garfield is the other lead uh-huh. and uh, he's great in it. And someone had told me that when Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man... Uh, I can't keep up with the Spider-Man. Well, this is a, you know, a handful of years ago mm-hmm. that he was trying to like insert like esoteric information into the role. What? Like hidden knowledge stuff, like um, like mystery school things, like Freemasonry, Rosicrucians, all these kind How of things. How was he like, inserting it into? He the was world? trying to like add it into like his character. Whoa! Whether through dialogue or whatever else, right? Or yeah, through just, imagery. He and was doing like the, the secret but they just Mormon kept, handshake. They, they just kept kiboshing him. <gasps> they didn't want him to do it. This movie is all about that. Do you know that the Mormons have a secret handshake? I did not know. Did that. you know? And I left this out of the episode we did where I talked about being a member of that cult. Um, my second husband told me when he got married in the church, all the men had their dicks out. They have a special man ceremony. He and his dad were walking around with weird aprons, weird chef hats, dicks out. Fucking A Mormons. They changed it since then. But they all had their fucking dicks dangling, doing their weird shit in there. That's interesting because, uh, you know, uh, we talked about the fraternity too. Yep. And, and like at one point I was, I was never president of the fraternity, mm-hmm. but I was like vice president of Russian membership development. So I was in charge of all the education <laughs> and all the programs. So, that we were. so you programmed uh, when dicks would be out. You yeah, scheduled exactly. the dicks out. But um, we were actually me and my buddy who became president. Uh, my roommate and one of my buddies from high school who w- we went to college together and roomed together. We were inside the fraternity. We were dubbed the sensitive movement. Aww. Uh, they, that's what they call it. Oh, it's the sensitive movements here because we were, we were getting rid of all hazing and all of that kind of stuff. Good right? for you, Ryan. I mean, we did have a really bad thing happen oh. during, uh, a one, during one of the like big brother, little brother ceremonies, mm. which is a great, it's like the biggest night of, the fraternity for yeah. you when you're in a fraternity. You get your big brother and it's like the family traditions are passed down within your individual family within the fraternity. And it, one of those traditions is what liquor does your family drink? Mm-hmm. And mine was tequila. Yeah, and so you have to drink, I had to drink a bottle of <gasps> tequila. That's a little that fucked night. up. Yeah, it's really fucked up because you I woke up. from that. Yeah, and I woke up, I, my be, I pissed my bed. Yeah. I, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so... 
Which is still best case scenario. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously, they're not going to make you drink the whole bottle if you're already throwing up and passed out or whatever. Yeah. But like, so anyway, I when I was vice president of Russian member to membership development that was like the one thing i i just i just got too much pushback i was like this is a party night we're not you know it's, yeah you're not forced to do this right but there's so much buildup that one of our pledges did the trick which um he had heard somewhere that if you drink pepto-bismol before you go out drinking you can drink a lot more but what that does is that it, true it lines you no it's the worst thing you can oh, do oh man because it lines your stomach Right, so now yeah. nothing is absorbing through your stomach, and so then oh. when it wears off, all that alcohol immediately goes. Now this is like a, a it's sad. like a liquor enema so, but through the top. Long story short, this kid, we have to we we have to get this kid to the hospital, mm. and the next and like the following week, I'm um, we didn't know how it was gonna turn out. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly thought that since I was vice president of Russian membership development, I'm like I'm the one going to jail. You know what I mean? Whoa. Or like me and a couple other of the people in the leadership, quote unquote, yeah. positions. And um, so flash forward to the next week, the school newspaper has a front page article um, about, and the kid's name was, and this was in like the mid to late 80, 90s. So his name, I'm trying to remember, I won't say his name, but his name was one of those that could be confused for a female name as well. Mm-hmm. So the newspaper runs an article about how the delts, because mm-hmm. uh, we were already off campus because they'd been kicked off campus before oh, yeah, I even joined yeah. for whatever reason. And, Bad um, boys club. So uh, the that a young woman was found on the front Whoa. lawn of our house, taken to the hospital, um, and you know from Whoa. alcohol poisoning and over whatever and so but which was you just was this the school paper which was just yeah it was a so school great paper. the young journalists can be irresponsible too yeah yeah That's so great. which was totally wrong you yeah. know first of all it was a guy second of all we you know i'm the one who called i think i was the one who called i was the one who called 911 yeah um and so i my buddy shows me this because you know schools are schools, their own little world. So it's like everyone knows who everyone else is, and yeah. I mean it's a big school, twenty thousand people. But and so he shows me this at lunch in the cafeteria, and uh, this is back when I was a little more revolutionary. <laughs> I you know like I let a walk out in high school, all kinds of stuff. So I find this newspaper, and I find that you know, and I'm That's so, so sad, Moon. <laughs> I'm so upset because they've got the facts wrong, and mm-hmm. they're like basically, and so. I take the newspaper and my big brother is like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going right now to the newspaper office. And he's like, don't do it, don't do it. And I storm over to the newspaper. I just bust in. Guns and, blazing. Uh, guns blazing. And every and I go, and I just have the newspaper in my hand. <laughs> and everybody's just kind of like, it's like a mini newspaper office. Yeah, right? and so they're children. Like, they're basically children. 10 yeah. people in there, and, <laughs> right? And everybody's kind of like bustling around, getting the stories. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk in and I go, I can't remember the writer's name. We'll is this say. when you're... I was like, where is Stan Stevens? <laughs> and everybody just kind of, everything, everything screeches to a halt. And I said, I said, where is Stan Stevens? And then someone comes out of a back room like, I'm Stan Stevens? And I was like, listen to me, you son of a bitch. This is good though. You and taught like, him a really valuable is, lesson. This is, you know, you wrote this, you wrote this article, blah, blah, blah. This is wrong. This is wrong. Get your facts right, you piece yeah. of shit blah 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 I had to get like dragged out of the office Ooh. and so uh, it, it was uh, it was like 
it never should have happened in the first no, place. No, but that's very irresponsible. And that's well, the thing. Well, it's more irresponsible what caused the article of that was written irresponsibly. Here's So I'm working on my throat chakra because I don't want, because we have a podcast. I get a lot of messages from people. Um, so far, it's, it's mostly just been really good. I mean, I can't think of anybody who's been bad, honestly. Um, but... Um, I've started connecting every day to my higher source and um, I ask to only be speaking from my heart and to not be speaking from my ego, which, pff, yeah, good luck with that. But I really try. I that was really quick. Try. That was a really quick yeah. turnover. But, right I mean, there, it's, it's always going to happen. Trying to speak it's from gonna, my heart, not my ego. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I really am trying. Like, I only want to say the things that will help. I never want to say the things that will hurt, especially now that we have a lot of listeners. And even today I connected to that um, because I want to be, I take responsibility for my mouthpiece, especially now that I'm using it to reach people I don't know and hopefully help them, you know. Um, but that, you taught him a valuable lesson because he is a fucking mouthpiece too and he needs to be responsible. But he also taught me a valuable lesson. To not go in and scream at strangers? Well, no, that like when, when you like lose a battle about something mm. that leads to a really bad outcome and everyone should know the kid ended up being okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there were no like, long-term effects or anything like that. Good. He was just in the hospital for a couple days. Um, Did that thing change then where they no longer had to drink a whole bottle of whatever? Or, oh, yes. Oh, God, I'm just the, like, I feel so policy, sick thinking about That it. policy was no longer... Good. It, that was all gone. And so then... Uh, but he taught me a lesson. Like, if you, if you kind of concede something mm-hmm. that you know you shouldn't let happen, yeah. that there will be outcomes beyond your control that you know now you can't control that yeah and so i couldn't control the story that was written um but like there never should have been the opportunity for that story to be written yeah i agree in the first place yeah so that's the lesson to me there was that that was the lesson here's a valuable lesson for but everyone. we had a secret handshake is how this whole thing Gross. started we did <laughs> i'll show it to you it's, I'm, it's I'm pretty like, basic i'm like where your dicks out though because no no dicks were ever although we did are do you allowed thing. to show it to can me can i can i tell you one thing we did do yeah this is gross. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> this is really gross. We this was a bonding exercise mm-hmm. between me and my fellow my my pledge brothers, right? And there circle was about, jerk. There was about ten of us. This wasn't I'm a big fascinated fraternity. Fascinated by circle. It was. Jerks. We were kind of a smaller. Fraternity. I also love it when dudes get gay because I married. Well, I shouldn't. Yeah. Talk well, about this that, wasn't. <laughs> this was um, what we did as a bonding exercise. We had, um, I forget what they called it, diaper day. Gross. So all of us, all of this us is not were sexy, just, gross at all. this is like, you know, you start at like six o'clock at night oh my or whenever it is, God. seven o'clock at night and you just put on adult diapers No. and you just hang out and you drink. Maybe you should call them astronaut diapers next time you tell the story because that would sound cooler. Okay. That's so diapers. gross, Ryan. That's so you just, fucking gross. That and, is not. And you just all drink together and have a good time and do whatever, but you're in the house. And you obviously. sit in your piss. And you don't, no one's allowed to use the bathroom. Ew. But then you reach it. What you, is wrong with men? Exactly. That's so gross. That's so gross. It's really. That's it's entertainment. Really gross. But the worst part is now the next day when you're super hungover, you have to clean it all up. I That's really gross. I have a bunch of friends. Um, this like really fun. Men are just disgusting. Men are gross. Well, these are really hot gay men and they do um, saltwater parties when they're trying to slim down for like, um, you know, like pride stuff or whatever. When they're going to be in Speedos all day, they get together and they just drink saltwater because it makes you like shit and it dehydrates you and then 
all your muscles stick out. I'll and they the watch. Cleanse. Yep, they watch movies all day, shit all day. I think they do it at their friends' houses who have two bathrooms. Shit all day together. I hope so. Yeah, and then they look amazing the next day. But like sexiness comes with a price, you know. I'm gonna take some notes on that one. Yeah, right. No, it's I'm a good kidding. one. <laughs> there, like, but we had a secret handshake. We had also you. There's secret um, ways to tell if someone is pretending to be in the fraternity or not. There's little. There's a mirroring trick conversationally you can do. I don't care about telling people these things. Yeah. Like to me, it's not like. I mean, I sit here and talk about it's like silly. disclosure is important, you yeah, know, blah, but blah, it's blah, silly. blah, blah, UFOs and, and aliens all that. and all this kind of stuff. But it's like a mirroring thing where you do a thing like, yeah. you know, I, I went to with my um, my ex who my Gemini who was married to in my last life. I went with him to his school reunion, something or other. And we played beer pong and I'd never done that. And I was beating everybody. And Sagittarius is naturally like like I will go bowling and I won't have good form, but I'll I'll have a really high score and I don't know how to bowl. Like Sagittarius is naturally good at stuff like that, even though I it's I would trade it for anything else. But everybody was like, "Wow, you're amazing at this! Oh, I guess you did this a lot in college." And I'm like, I went to an art school. Like I didn't even know what beer pong was till I came to this tonight. Um, but wait, why was I telling you that? So about secret societies or secret mirroring society. or he was in he was in a fraternity and I met I I told him I was never going to marry him after meeting all his fucking frat brothers that weekend it was all, we had a huge fight they were such assholes I hate it was awful I hated it I don't yeah, know why the, I was um, sorry well if people are wondering that like was the a type toot my own horn well, ego if story. people were wondering the type of people that were in my fraternity that like a lot of them went into work in environmentalist work. Um, There's like a lot of hippies. That's good. There's a lot of hippies. And That's also different. someone who's running for the Democratic oh, yeah. nominee for president. Well, I also uh, like that. <laughs> I should, I, yeah, but no, that's really the diaper cool. Story. He was gone by the time we did the diaper Good, there thing. you go. He wink, will wink. make a great uh, president yeah, who yeah. goes to big boy pants. Um, You know, but, you know, 19-year-old kids. But anyway, so... We um, hazing is bad. Hazing is the worst. I actually wanted to tell because you because it's that military story. thing. Like they, yeah, you want to because that that was the thing that me and my buddy did. We're like we're getting rid of all these old like military style, like mm -hmm. tear you down so then you can be built up in the way people want to build yeah. you up. I just that's all that um, hazing declined is. a job writing a script that would uh, entice people to join the military. I was like, nope, don't want that on my fucking. But, see, I think this is an important record. thing. I was having this conversation with someone last night, um, who you'll have to meet. Uh, Jessa oh. Reed is her name. Um, she's coming over at noon, so you will meet oh, her. Oh, good. But uh, Noon? That's the afternoon. Yeah, right. It's so early in the morning. But <laughs> we were talking about like the, like, the idea. We were having the conversation about meditation. I was like, I couldn't really groove into meditation until I found my, st my personal style, the different variables that go with yeah. my personal style. And <clears throat> see, I think that's the problem with like hazing essentially is just trying to get a large group of people to fit into a pre-established mold of the way things are supposed to be to have an effective outcome in the future blah 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 yeah, blah. yeah. and when it comes to magic I think that the thing that's great about discovering your own path in magic or meditation or whatever mm -hmm. and they're all tied together is you have to find the things that really resonate with you and work yes, with you just and this, yeah. I think the journey is all about like for well, you it was like when we first met you know Hakate was not in the picture nope. yet for you. No. Well, uh, what's crazy too, Sal just said this on the witches panel I did at Midsummer Scream this weekend, and we have got to have him on. He is phenomenal. And he and I just had like this beautiful.
beautiful love connection. And I've been, I've hung out with him before and really liked and respected him, but we just didn't connect. And we were just like speaking a language together on this panel. But um, Sal said, your altar has to be you. It has to be the stuff that amplifies you, that resonates with you. And since I went and got that um, altar with uh, Brandy, like just a week ago, I guess, and cleaned it, put it all together, cleansed it, got my stuff in there. Holy shit, I have such a power source in my home. Right now, I'm actually, as we speak, I'm working on my next protection jar. My period, it, my cycle's 21 days, lucky me. I That's the shortest cycle that you can have and still be considered healthy. So I'm bleeding basically like twice a month sometimes. But anyway, I'm using all that blood for good, um, which I talked about on the panel and people got up and walked out during because I get it. Midsummer scream. Well, it's the conditioning uh, that we talked about in the yeah. episode. It's and like these people are getting up to walk out. I guarantee if I was on that panel, if I was up there or, you know, and just like, you know, making dick jokes. Yep. Those people don't walk out. Yeah. 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 And I at first I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, no, because there are repressed people sitting here who need to hear this shit. Um, but I, I currently ice is cracking down in my neighborhood. I'm currently making protection jars with my blood and my piss to protect my whole building from ice. Cause this is really scary. Like we were talking about putting our phone or, or we have a lot of people who barely even speak English in our building. And Miranda and I were talking about like giving them our phone numbers just in case, but they're, they picked up a woman just down the street, like getting into her car. She's gone and she's lived here her whole life. It's and in and, and California, like it's really scary. Um, but so I'm, I'm obsessed right now with this protection jar stuff. And I told you too, how I had a witch come for me uh, this weekend as well. I won't go into that just in case, but um, you know, just like let's sisterhood. Let's not be the other kind. Let's just sisterhood. You know, though, Sarah keeps referring to her friends as her sister and I love that. And I think I'm going to start doing it because I don't really, I have a half sister, but we're not in touch. But like, I like, I like the idea of like considering some of my best friends, my sister, you know, it's a very Mormon thing too, like brother, sister, but I liked it then too. Brother John. Brother John. I've seen your penis. Yeah, brother Steve, <laughs> I've seen yours. <laughs> brother brother Dan. Well, can you imagine too having like a derpy little apron and like some penises can't be seen? You know what I mean? There, I'm and sure then there's then some kind of- And then how do you tell of, your brother, I'm, I'm a grower, sure not some, a shower? Yeah, there's got to be some kind of, uh, I remember the first time I heard that phrase. Really? I'm going back to being a young kid. And you hear the phrase "grower, not a shower," and you're like, "Oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah." And then like, and then I, you know, I don't know what the there's no f there's no funny little short name for the other one. It's just like um, big dick. It it is, and then it is. It's oh. soft, and then it's hard. No change. Listen, or, but there's gotta, no rhyme or something. Yeah, I want to talk to you about speaking of big dicks. Um, that. <laughs> celebrity i used to talk about and i do not feel as uh i think that what i've manifested oh yeah we here, have to talk about this yeah i think what i've manifested here is um what i thought that could or what i my, my perception of this person but recently i've um i've figured out that well i knew this before but now i'm really setting intent and doing it on purpose but i i can journey at night and I can go talk to people. And I was doing this before, but it wasn't with intent and it was kind of sloppy. Still is a little sloppy, honestly. But um, one night recently, I journeyed to a, uh, it was the set of the TV show that he was on. He was dreaming that he was on back on a show. And the people there were not real people. They were his dream people. 
and he thought I was part of the dream. Usually, because I also just, I've journeyed with an ex, well, two exes. I've journeyed, the one, he journeyed to me, and I fucking blocked that. That is not happening. Um, but the the most recent ex, uh, I think I was, I think he's a traveler. I don't think he knows, I don't think he's very in touch with it. But he and I did this right after we broke up, and he explained himself, and it was really sweet and sad, and I was like, it's okay, it, it's fine. But then I journeyed with him recently, too, and he told me, like, He's he's drinking too much. He's still hung up on an ex like from a long time ago. It was really sad. And I just kind of didn't want to. He knew I didn't want to talk to him. And then we just kind of like parted. But it was so awkward. And where we met this place was like a weird. It felt like a campus with a bar. It was very strange. Um, but so I'm, I'm trying to block because there's nothing else to be said. Like, it's it's fine. We can be nice to each other in this life. But like, I'll see you next time, you know. Um, but this celebrity I was interested in, I journeyed to him. And in his defense, he did not know this was real. He thought it was a dream. And I was trying to ask him about his mother. Like, I was vetting him. And he was just being cocky. And you know what was crazy, too? I usually don't know what I'm wearing when I do this. I chose, I had a big flower in my hair, the big, like a flower I actually have that I wear in my hair sometimes, a big, crazy pink flower. And I had this pink beaded sweater dress that was really tight and I resold a long time ago, but I was wearing that in this, when I journeyed. And I was trying to ask him like stuff about his childhood and st- like st- serious stuff that, that I had read about him and he wouldn't talk about it. He kept deflecting with jokes and then it turned into this like, well, you entertain me. You entertain me now. And I was like, you're not entertaining me. I'm trying to talk to you. And um, it was all just very, because uh, like if you can't be real in a dream, then you are not going to be real in real life. You know? <laughs> That's such a good sentence. If you can't be real in a dream. I can't expect you like, to be real in real life. Yeah. Like if your guard is up when you're traveling or or unconscious, like then your guard is always going to be up. And I remember, and this was crazy because I don't remember doing this in a while. There are like these bowels, like intestines that I find sometimes when I'm traveling and I get in them and, and I'm, I don't, I don't like having things close to my face. Like I'm a little claustrophobic, but when I travel, I find these bowels and I just got up and I walked away from him and I was like, I don't even, we don't even have to say goodbye. Like he thinks, he thinks he's in a dream and he's being a fucking obnoxious dude anyway. And I got up and I found one of the bowels and I just wiggled into it. And once you get in, you like, you just kind of slide down into the next place. So I left his dream and I went to a different one. But um, when I woke up, I was like, what a disappointment, you know, here's this great opportunity. <laughs> he could have just been like, cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do that with intention now. But if someone is not, if someone is not into this kind of stuff or doesn't ever really even spend that much time considering, you know, the possibility of like yeah. being reals, it could be an interesting, it's an interesting idea that someone should kind of be aware that it's happening. If you dream about somebody because lots of people are travelers and don't know it. Um, I actually, I did a bunch of readings this weekend. Man, I was on fucking fire till a, an energy vampire sat down across from me. I did like recover from this person. And I swear to God, Ryan, I knew the moment I saw this person, um, I was like, fuck. I knew it was going to be bad. And then I couldn't, It was. I don't want to reveal too much. But are it you was, describing my wife? 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Such it a- was really bad. And I took my obsidian crystal ball to like absorb that, but I, it didn't work. They Take put it Take my right psychic in vampire. Yes. Please. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So like you can travel through the, I mean, that's an interesting situation. It's an interesting situation to think that you can you can jump from like lucid dreaming, like having mm-hmm. vivid dreams, to now understanding that you're basically what you're describing is your astral traveling. Yeah, yeah. And like I think that's what this journey is. Yeah. So when you're talking to someone else's astral self, their higher self, or not even their higher self, they're just their astral self. Yeah, it should be free of ego. It should be free of ego, you'd think. But if someone's not really prepared to understand that that's what's happening, yeah. but it could also, on the other side of the coin, be the situation where when something like that is happening, it's one of those like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Like, this is a thing that's um, not usual. This is, um, and even if it's a dream, this is going to sound confusing. But even if you think you're dreaming yeah. about being in a dream that is real yeah. and not a dream, you think you would react differently or yeah. behave somewhat differently in yeah. that situation. I think it was because I think where we where I found him, he was in like performer mode. I don't know who he thought I was. And it's also kind of invasive. I mean, I did go to this dude. I went to his dream. You know, we didn't like meet in a neutral I guess that's a very good point. I'll also say when my ex travels and has met up with me twice now that I I know of, um, it's always neutral territory. Like You should send a crow to mm, drop an invitation off. That's a good idea. To meet in a neutral location. Wait till you watch what we do in the shadows, Ryan. Oh my God, the last episode, there's a great joke about witches and semen and it, and it comes, it's so good. It comes back twice. It's so good. It's okay. really good. It's oh, so that's, fun. Okay, yeah, the series. It's my yeah, I favorite do have to watch thing. That. That'll be next after I finish Dark. Dark, okay, good. Which is so... Because then we can reference my new favorite because show. Because I need something light after yeah. Dark. Oh, I, mean, I don't know what Dark is. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, they canceled- it's in German. Ooh. I know. I just found out my oh, friend like messaged me last <gasps> night, and I'm devastated. One of our yeah, the OA canceled. I don't. They're not going to let the what? OA finish. This its is story. proof. This is the same people putting Florida in our water. They're canceling the OA. That's what I think. It was getting too real, and now that the Lionsgate is about to blow open, our oh, what what date will this come out? I guess it will have already happened by the time this comes out. The Lionsgate will have already. No, nope. li- wait. What's August ninth. Oh, the ninth. What day does this come out? Uh, well, you guys will figure it out. You've calendars. This is after that. It's very early. For the gate's anime. open. The gate? No. Oh, at this point, when you guys are listening, so the third eyes are blown this open. Be out on like the fourteenth. And yeah, they couldn't have the the Lions Gate and the OA. It would have led too many people to the truth. Um, what was I going to tell you though? Something about the third eye or something like that. What were we talking about a second ago? Were well, you talking about in the shadows? Um, you'll no, love that it was after because that. of the crow and the neutral space meeting right. and then like because you did go into uh, oh, his dream. I'll give you guys some some. Um, if you don't, if you do feel like somebody, uh, not someone with good intentions like me my ego free lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> if you want to keep if you want to put an angela fence up yeah, around your yeah. world. <laughs> if you want to keep me out of your space <laughs> well because i did have to cut i had this really i have this shitty fucking ex who can rot in hell there's no hell i'm oh but you know what sal said because um they were talking about hexing people he's so great we have to have him on um they were talking about hexing people and he said what do you think you do when you say go fuck yourself to someone what do you think you say or he i don't think he said that i think he said when you say go to hell um 
And he's right. That's a hex. That is absolutely a hex. You had intent behind that. Go to hell. We, whenever you shout at someone with anger, we're powerful people. You shout at somebody, you tell them to get fucked. Oh, you're you're going to fuck them up. Like, I mean, there's no way around it. He's absolutely right. But I do. I will take that on uh, karmically. I my ex can go fuck himself. He's a horrible person um, anyway. And he he masquerades as this fucking amazing. You know what? It's I can't fine. wait till next week when you're like, you know, I thought about it. No, I don't no, want to take that. on. No, karmically. no. That's- is a piece of shit and he can rot in hell. I said it. I, I send him only, well, I don't send him anything because I don't want any connection, but he infiltrated my dream and it was his same fucking clingy energy vampire bullshit. Like all up on me. And I have a feeling that piece of shit listens. If you listen, stop listening. Stop it. Go away. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Something about, oh, but he infiltrated my dream. He infiltrated my dream and I kept trying to get away and I just felt like his hands on me and that made me so mad. So then, and he did this three nights in a row and it was, uh, I did have like some open stuff. I had opened myself up to some stuff and I had to close it. And that was the night that I, I said intent before I went to sleep. And that was the night I saw like the pyramids and like Rue turned into a giant black cat over the pyramids. And she was like, I got this, but I hadn't asked for help yet. I hadn't asked anybody to keep him out. As soon as I asked for it, boom, I called on Archangel Michael too. Who's good at cord cutting. And I cut the okay, cord. That's good to know. I'm actually yeah. going back through my mind and understanding now certain dreams I've had in the past and you it's not like a thing where like because I woke up and I'm like I can't believe I'm dreaming about this person. yeah I also just watched that Lorena Bobbitt documentary which I happened you know when a lot of people were like too young to care or pay attention um I was so disgusted that piece of shit John Wayne Bobbitt also what a name like what a name um double fire my ex is double fire and uh, just fucking pure ego on the double fire, man. I got to say, I'm probably not all of them. I, I don't know a lot of them, but um, double fire. She has like, I think it was like all but two planets in Scorpio. And I said this out loud when I was watching it with my two friends. I said, that bitch is a Scorpio. Nobody's going to cut off a dick, but a Scorpio. And as someone with a lot of Scorpio in their chart who aspires to crime of passion someday, like I, it was really resonating with me. Just, you know. For entertainment purposes only. It's not my contract. Yeah, for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) But I, uh, I was watching that and I was getting really mad on behalf of her because it's, horrible what she went through it's fucking crazy what she went through um but then she people became can only push advocate. so far exactly and there's i think everyone's experienced it to some degree in their own lives yeah obviously what she went through is you know it's like another level yeah and but everybody can experience being pushed too far and you yeah. snap and sometimes you do things that you would never have done before no. unless that person kept pushing you. Yep. And also don't push a Scorpio because that is how you get a knife in one of your body parts or you lose a body part. Also, oh my God, the the dick hunt is just wild because nobody has ever gone to those measures to get a rape kit done on a woman in time like a vagina whatever we can get another vagina vaginas they wear out they don't care nobody cares but a dick somebody threw a dick in a field come on boys we gotta find that dick like all of a sudden they don't even look for missing children as hard as they looked for that dick but it was it was every man's dick every man's dick was the dick in that field wow i did i see i didn't know that there was a big dick hunt oh yeah um, big dick hunt that is 
But not a that's, big dick, I'll tell you that. That's. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I want to back Any up. Any dick is small when cut fire, the right way. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is something else. <laughs> this is something else. Also, not a, not a, not a gr- uh, shower. Uh, that's all I know. I didn't watch his stupid porn. That man went and did garbage afterwards. She went and she was an advocate and a speaker and did did really great things. I don't. I, I know what the documentary told me. Granted, I haven't read. There's probably some backstory I need to know as well. But um, I haven't had time to, to read it. No one's going to be like, well, actually, Lorena Bobbitt was a real piece Actually, of shit. she ate well, the faces off of puppies. Yeah, so I wouldn't <laughs> and worry about that butt in with this the corpses. particular case. I'm sure she didn't. But um, um, so what I was going to say too about hating on Double Fire as a triple fire, um, Mark Twain, Double Fire, amazing human being. So I'm doing shadow work right now, which is so crazy because Renee and I gave each other readings recently. Does this tie into trying to keep people out of your dreams that we were talking about? Yeah. Because I do want to make sure we tie that in. It, it ties into, um, the because there are two people in all of us and the shadow is your other person and your shadow is like your ego. And, and this is something really wonderful that I've been doing that everybody should do. When you feel yourself like getting jealous or hateful towards someone, sit down and say, hey, you, I know you hate this about them because it's a, a thing that you conquered in your life. It has nothing to do with you now. So just let them be this way. They'll figure it out. But you have to have a full, and I've started having full conversations like you hate that that person's flaky because you're always late. Stop being late. You know, Ryan, I'm always late. We call it Angela time over Angela here. Angela time. Well, and today it was like double Angela time because it yeah. was 30 minutes instead of 15. Um, but yeah, it's something that really annoys me about other people. And then I'm fucking doing it too. So that's just a conversation. It's funny because I was like, you know, we've got a tight schedule tomorrow. We've got other yep. things planned. Yep. So we can't do Angela time. No. Like, okay, we won't. Oh, and yeah. Then it was later. Than I, got up, <laughs> I got up so early and then I was up, but I got it. I, I was helping people park outside and, and <laughs> that's a funny, not a that's a funny excuse. visual I'm image to be for a good people neighbor. listening. Like I see you out there with those <laughs> with orange two reflectors dogs. from the airport. No. <laughs> like guiding people in. No, cut it left. Mm. Cut. No, no, no. Straighten it out. I had a bag of poop in one hand and I was hoping somebody parked with the other and <laughs> forgot my sunglasses. It was a so real shadow work. You're, shadow work. We have yes. two people inside of us. Yes. Two people inside of us. And it kind of gives you permission to be an asshole because we are assholes. We have egos. Of course we're assholes. So whenever you feel yourself, especially if you want to mistreat somebody, and you're at work or in public or at the mall with a friend or moms, we really, our shadows really come out with parents, you know, or one parent anyway, go to the bathroom and just sit on a toilet and be like, Hey, this is not about them. This is about you. And just talk yourself through it. Um, I recommend talking out loud, just whisper if you're in a public place, but um, it changes so quickly. It changes so quickly. You don't so even quickly. have to like whisper anymore. You can just put your headphones on. That's true. People think you're on the phone conversation. Oh, yeah. I talk to myself in the truck all the time now, completely shamelessly, because they just think that I'm talking to somebody on my phone, you know, I, hands-free, whatever. I'm not talking to Faye or ancestors. It's somebody on my telephone. Um, but the... The thing with traveling when you dream to protect yourself, I think it is really important. And another thing, somebody somebody asked me recently, how do I stop thinking about my ex? Don't look at their stuff. Every time you go look at their stuff, you're rebuilding the cord. You have to do the work to cut it all over again. And I mean, I'm a lot, I'm very Scorpio heavy. So I love to go down an ex rabbit hole now and then and just be like, still alone, check. Next, still alone, check. Next, like, <laughs> it's so fucked up, shadow. It's funny, like, if, if I was to go down like an ex rabbit hole, there'd only be like two checks. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that like? Oh my God. Um, astro.com, which I also really recommend. I've been keeping my astro.com for like 20 years. So it's old. It had my AOL. I had to change it to get into it because it had my AOL as my email attached to it. Um, but there are people, I was like, who is this? It's somebody I dated very briefly. But then you can keep up to 100 people in your thing for free. And I think it's like you pay $5 a month or something, which is out, outrageous, honestly, um, to add a thousand. But um, I will go back and look at people I dated because now I know so much more about different things, astrologically speaking. And I'll be like, holy shit, he's got the same fucking Virgo moon that Blah Blah had. And they both said that same fucked up thing to me. Not You not, have a steel trap of a memory. I like, do. I, well, with the not everything. I have a selective memory, I'm told a lot. By people who've grown up with me. Who told you that? Gabe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 ex gay boyfriend Gabe. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, I don't remember. Ah, uh, good. Yeah, uh, you want to do it again, and we'll just edit it. In. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, like, when you're protecting yourself, I do want to know this because, um, you know, like like everybody else walking around, mm-hmm. there's there's you know, I too want to know how do I keep specific people out of if they do in fact know how to show up um how do we keep them out yeah and it's hard when because my ex is a very powerful weird demonic thing who masquerades as an angel he does have an angel who speaks through him a very large angel so he's not like totally bad but he is very powerful which is why my one of my my best one of my best friends the cuban um energy whatever she is would come through me and punch him in the dick at night like, remember that? The first time we did your podcast, yeah, that yeah. I told that story. <laughs> she was punched. I told this story at Midsummer Screen. People got up and left. And I was like, oh, come on. Can't. Oh, you're poor. You can't imagine your dick being punched. Poor you. Like, go try to ha- think about having a baby. You it's know? not for you. <laughs> it's not. This. Then. Look, if you can't imagine having your dick punched, I'm not for you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's fine. Yes. But so when you have something, especially a very um, aggressive kind of like uh, malicious, malevolent you know the bad stuff person who just wants to eat your energy basically and keep you there to to, like i i really have whenever i picture him i am princess leia chained in the gold bikini and he's that fucking monster job of the hut not that you know i'm that's not saying anything about our physicality but is it i don't know um so what you want to (laughs) do you want to set intention stump town i (laughs) working today (laughs) Stumptown's working today. This is, uh, so what you want to do? You want to set intention. <laughs> you, I like to sleep with my black, with my obsidian, my crystal obsidian ball by my bed, and um, I keep my, I keep like a couple crystals around the bed for journeying and for keeping bad things out. Um, I also have a lot of faith. Did I, I already told you this, right? How Renee's like, I'm not afraid of anything. And I was like, me neither. Why would I pretend to be? Why? Because everybody else is like, mm, this scares me. me, me, me. I, I think sometimes we're only, we forget. We don't really have to be afraid of anything. We're me, on the other powerful. hand, I'm like, everything terrifies me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every, oh, yeah. You, well, yeah, you, yeah. Just, everything you terrifies also me. had a really close call with well, another dimensional Well, there creature. is a, the question of, you know, like when you want to give power, like, whether you want to or not, giving power to something is dangerous. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, there is something to be said. I mean, I've been giving a lot of power to this thing by talking about how scared I am of it. So that is something that, you know, can stop. Yeah. Uh, or should stop. You um, should just, I mean, even if you, you can still talk about it, but maybe just don't keep feeding it fear. I just saw an orb next to you. 
Oh, that's it, good. It was a white orb too. Okay, that's good. That's, oh, I don't. Holy shit! I didn't tell you this. Huh. Oh wait, did we finish the uh, protection so, of like the traveling well, thing? Well, okay. Yet? So the, the, please consider this your magic moment, by the way. Um, but so yeah, what you want to do. I, and I can't say this enough, lavender sea salt scrub from Trader Joe's. I just saw your orb again, so I think you're fine. I think it's like, he's okay, the Bigfoot's never coming back. Um, but um, lavender sea salt scrub, every night I use it just because um, I'm such an empath and it, you can put your guards up as an empath, but if you're an empath, you're you're basically just a raw nerve moving through the world. So every night I wash away everybody with my sea salt scrub so that I can just like keep my energy for me while I sleep, do my own work. Cause sometimes I will work on behalf of someone else when I sleep. Um, so you shower with that. You say, I release what does not serve me. I release all the people. Even when I'm in the shower, I do the thing where I call on Archangel Michael and I picture cords and I just picture a bunch of cords like tentacles and I ask him to cut them all. And then when I go to bed, I just um, call on my, all my people which is like ancestors, angels, power animals, spirit guides. And because um, for me, my spirit animal is me. My spirit animal, um, I don't I don't necessarily, f- and I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like they're not necessarily working for me. They just are me when I move through other places. I'm a wolf or a crow. Um, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they are working for me. But um, you want to call on your power animals. And it's good to know what your power animals are, but you know, especially to get them with you, to bring them in. Um, and yeah, you want to call on all your people and you want to say, keep the bad people out, keep the good people in. And if there's someone, even if it's someone who passed away, if you have unfinished business, you can go meet them in a safe space, like like an astral plane, a weird campus with a bar. And, you know, you can find out what, what you can't, what you can't, um, what's the word? What's the word? Like gleam? What's the word? Like if you are, you're trying to like ascertain information. Yes, about something? you can't ascertain from their um, social they will tell you what's really going on. They might not tell you in detail like my ex just did, which was really sad. But oh, like you want to glean something from glean, like, like thank you. from their or from like their online presence yes. or something like that. Yeah, that's never no. I mean, don't we, do those that. Those are just like these. You are fa- you're like these are very shaky house yeah. of cards avatars. Yep, and then you give them your energy, and then they walk around and they feel stronger, and you feel weaker, and it's like don't do that. That's dumb. And and I get it because I have a lot of Scorpio, so I'm saying this, and every couple of weeks I'm like, let's see what blah blah blah. Don't sit and watch. Watch. Like your ex's Instagram stories Ooh. over and over again or yeah. whatever. It's hard. It's really hard because now we have access to them even when we're not supposed to have them anymore. But they can see when you're doing that anyway. So like you don't want to be doing that regardless. No, and then, they, then they're like, uh-huh. And, 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 and it's also okay. I mean, eventually, you know, I'm friends with lots of exes and, and it it's an eventual process. You shouldn't try to force that stuff too early. But ask for protection protect yourself some people have attachments and that's hard too like there are crazy people and and this was one thing sarah was telling me um a while back how crazy people get crazy ghosts fun people get fun ghosts but there aren't a lot of fun ghosts you guys a lot all the all the well-adjusted people go into the light so it's mostly if you lower your vibration and you're depressed or you're giving into insanity or repeating patterns that hurt you, you can attract and get an attachment. And then that really slows you down and it eats all your energy. So just like raise your vibration. Don't dick around with assholes. I'm never going to go see that celebrity in a dream again. I don't care about. I, also, that wasn't really somebody I really because I didn't have a crush on him. There were just some weird signs, and I did use some manifestations. So I'm, I'm expecting the guy to come in to be like 
um, you know, on on a really great level of success. <clears throat> but I just kind of set the bar there with this person. Like this person was like a placeholder. But once you find out somebody's not for you, don't force it. I, I also never understand. When I did have this person break down and ball at me when I was doing readings this weekend. And man, it was bad. And I was like, oh, and they're drunk. This isn't good. And uh, I couldn't get I couldn't get this person out of the chair so someone else could sit down and get a reading. And this person was just repeating themselves. And um, and it was like, how do I get over this person? And I'm telling her, and she doesn't want those things. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe you just want to keep hurting. Maybe you're not done hurting. Just hurt then. And she's like, no, I, I don't want to hurt. And I'm like, then why are you looking at their social? Yeah, you do. I like to hurt too. You know, like that's when I'm like, hmm, things are going really well. Let's see how hurting feels for a minute. Oh, you know, like that we do that. We do that. But if you're really, if you have too much on your plate and you do want to move on, then move on, you know, also cut them out. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, people, for some people, it's easier said than done. But there is, you know, you could even, I mean, there's ways to make it impossible for you to creep on their social as well. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's you, I mean, I don't know, but that involves getting them involved. Yeah. Like, um, there was uh, there was an ex that I had mm -hmm. at one point, uh, and the mutual agreement when we broke up was we will block each other from social media so you can't that is so, so you can't great creep each you other. know what you know what Gwyneth Paltrow that's how you do a conscious conscious uncoupling <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a good way to you know try to make that happen yeah I mean obviously if you were just hell-bent on it there's workarounds but like yeah. um but it's a real pain in the ass and then yeah. you're like doing this workaround and you're like what am I doing yeah so like yeah so there's ways to do it oh so but that's good information to know. Like calling your like I I'm like I just imagine myself like before I'm falling asleep being like I got this lion who's just like prowl the fucking grounds, yeah. bro. Like, you know, <gasps> oh my nobody God. in, nobody out. If you know your power animals, then they start popping up. Like, I mean, mine are dragons and chihuahuas. Like it's which is great because those things are everywhere. I see chihuahuas every day, which is great because then I'm constantly reminded my heart is guarded by the most aggressive breed of dog with a cool, he gave himself a really cool name. He's exactly who I need guarding my heart at this point. Um, and I'm I'm not trying to push my services, but I am. I can see your power animals. Let's schedule a fucking reading. You know, why not? I need to do that. I got to build a house. Yeah, build that house. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, Oh, what was I going to tell you? So this weekend, I am working on a short film with oh, yeah. one of my best buddies, Lisa Best, who uh, wrote, created, and was directing and starring in this short film um, with uh, another person. There was only four people in the cast. I had a very small part in it. Um, anyway, I won't Ryan, give there any spoilers. are no small parts, only small penises. That's right. <laughs> and it depends how it'll be depend how I'm cut in this oh yes! this film. We'll see how they cut me. And so we're shooting on location on this house in Malibu that's bonkers. And the back Gross. deck the back deck is like a double level back deck and Ugh. you're right there on the ocean. Oh my god. Like you know, there's like it's right there. So you can see everything. Mm -hmm. You can see the ocean and the stars and the monsters in the so, ocean. So to Oh, I didn't even think about that. Don't. I don't that. go in the water. I oh, I oh, go in the water right. without yeah. my body. I don't go in the water. I 
I was going to walk down to the beach one night by myself. Um, I think the second to last, the second night we were there, and like the walkway was so dark and covered with trees down this long, skinny, like concrete staircase that I I got to the staircase and I was like, no. And I just turned around and walked back. But um, I'm sitting on the deck and I'm just kind of staring, trying to see a shooting star or trying to see something and seeing if anything shows up. And all of a sudden to my left, there looks like, a, you know, a smoke ring that someone smoking a cigar uh-huh. would blow, but it's perfectly shaped and solid. Ghost. Right. And so it's like coming. I kind of see it in my peripheral a little bit as I'm just kind of look, I look to my left and I kind of see, I kind of see it. And then it's just like, it's grayish, but it's bluish Ooh. as well. And then turns out like I, re- I quickly realized this isn't a someone smoking a cigar like you know over and down in like a house on this hill yeah um it's like a orb of some kind oh and so it just did it like, have any color like it was like grayish and blue oh that's what it was, that's one of your guides and so then it just kind of floats it's floating at me and then just kind of like and just floats right by me and i'm just standing there like what the fuck just happened right and wow. i'm all by myself and um which is like the first time I've had an experience where like that's an orb mm-hmm. that just zipped by my head. So I just sat there waiting for like all the orbs to show up and just start circling me yeah. in, in a weird like almost like when you see uh, lotto balls getting selected. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, but it was a pretty cool moment. I bet it's also because it probably wanted you to see it so that you remember you're not alone and you are protected. Yeah, and so it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. It, it felt pretty cool. But it's the first time I've seen an orb like that. Um, you know, like, come at me. Wow. Uh, not come at me. Like, come at me, bro. Yeah, come at but me, like, orb. Like it, like orb and bro have the same letters. That's right. You know, um, it, it, it really does. You know, the word, other word I can't think of. And uh, bore. <laughs> Bore. Bore. It's a bore to talk about bros it's a and rob. orbs. No, it's, it's, it's a, oh, rob. Oh, that'd be a good name for orbs. Don't rob me of my orb, bro. Ooh. Okay, so, okay, we got it. 111, boom, we got it. Damn. So, um, let's, uh, so we got the magic moment. So protect your dream property. Protect your dreamscape in your mind from uh, intruders. Yeah. Um, you know, also, you know, beware of power animal. Put beware. A, beware of power animal get, sign on get, your dream talk property. Talk to your shadow. Don't shame yourself when you have those feelings. Um, something I wrote down that I wanted to tell you guys, anger is just letting us know it's time to take action. If something's making you angry about another person, you probably just have to turn on yourself and say, why does it make you angry? Oh, because you're tired of being late too. Okay, let's just work on that then for you. And that's a really shitty thing to like have to accept. Yeah. Like so many, like, because, you you know, you've probably heard it, that saying your whole life. Like, well, if somebody annoys you, it's probably because you see something in them that oh, you... Oh, I hate that, it. I hate hearing like, it. But I hate hearing it But then, well. then when you have a conversation, because I was, like, really feeling some shame about um, some, like, animosity I was feeling. And then I just talked it out for 30 seconds and pff, gone. And I'll feel it again, probably, but then I'll just talk it out. Shame is such a waste of time. And like, we talked about this with the freaking religious episode. I mean... Th- it's a control. It's a, a control mechanism. Probably fluoride is making us ashamed. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not going to say, uh, I'm not going to say that it isn't. It's definitely doing something. I mean, I use all the free stuff, um, like the fluoride free stuff. I was, uh, someone told me that 
We don't have to have this conversation uh, right now. We can do it later. Okay, so uh, just remember that uh, this is where the magic happens. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, find us out there individually as well, and give us a follow. You can see where I'll be on tour. By the time this comes out, I will be. Um, I believe I'll be headed towards Denver um, at this point. I'll be in Denver, Colorado on the 14th and 15th doing shows. Um, Those are the last two shows of this little mini tiny run I'm doing. And then I'll be back home in Los Angeles for a while. So, um, yeah, so you can follow. All that stuff will be on my Instagram at Rising. And you can get readings from Mm -hmm. Angela by just reaching out through any of the platforms you can set that up this shit is real this shit is real